when I was 10, I did my first motocross race. And at that point I was, that's all I wanted to do was go jump. So, uh, I told, told Captain Ron that, uh, I pretty much wanted to race motocross and go jump. And he, he told me like, you know, I, we don't, I don't know anything about it. And I said, well, grandpa, we're just going to have to learn together. And, uh, it's kind of all she wrote. Episode seven seven, Tank Slapping Podcast. Back in the back in the show, got it going. It's been a week, week and a half, two weeks since we've done a pod. I've been in Florida on the other side, as always, or mostly always. That's a word. Frankie Garcia. What's up, dude? I'm back, man. I'm back. Dude, honestly. I, I, I know I we had a, a busy week where we couldn't get our schedules lined up. And then I come on the show, or, I, or no, you text me, and you're like, oh, yeah, I just recorded a show, no problem. I got Janice. I'm like, oh, you know, all right, whatever. And then I later find out on Instagram, oh, no, Robbie Bobby took my place. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah dude. minor freak out. <laughs> and uh, we're back. I'm never going to let that happen again. Yeah, well, you know, I don't think he's taking your your hooligan career away anytime soon. If we're going off his Charlotte performance, but <laughs> that's embarrassing. I'm still embarrassed for him. Well, actually, dude, we're gonna have him on the show later. We're gonna do a little follow up, see what the hell he's up to, and then our guest for the night. You lined up. We've been talking about this for a while. We've teased it on the show a little bit, but Tyler Behrman coming on the show, X Games medalist hooligan racer free ride extraordinaire uh guy does it all uh good friend of yours i i call him a friend of mine i like tb he's a really cool guy i've never hung out and drank beer with him yet but we've uh we've chilled at the races a little bit and uh stoked to get him on the pod man yeah i'm stoked too i mean it's been it's hard to line up he just got such a hectic hectic schedule he lives literally a mile from me but um you know, it's just been tough trying to get him on, but dude, I'm stoked. Tyler and I go back to when we were kids. Our dad grew up racing District 36 flat track stuff together um, out here on the West Coast, uh, the Central Coast. You know, Monterey Short Track and and uh, Salinas Airport and all that stuff. And uh, back then, even Tyler's grandpa was the referee and the flagger, Captain Ron. And and uh, you know, when we were young. Uh, you know, Captain Ron would take uh, take Tyler the races, and and you know I knew Tyler because of our dads, and we've just it's been crazy because we've known each other and raced each other since we were kids, and uh, um, you know growing up we've always kind of just been doing the same kind of thing together, uh, and, and now that we're both thirty, uh, we live a mile from each other, you know five hours from where we grew up. So, uh, it, it's been pretty cool, man. He's a good buddy of mine. I, I consider him family and he's like a brother to me. So I'm stoked to finally get him on here. He's an interesting cat and he's got a flat track background, but then obviously he's, you know, one of the world's best free riders and, and, uh, he's just got a lot. There's a, there's so much to him. It's just, I can't wait to pick his brain and, and, uh, you know, let everyone else hear what he's got to say. Yeah. Yeah. He's really cool. The few times I've talked to him, he's, he's down to earth. He's, 
uh, he's come up to me after races and congratulated me on the day. Just, um, really like humble, appreciative guy. Um, and that's everything I've heard from him. He's just, uh, there's not many people that aren't, aren't Tyler Behrman fans. So it'll be cool to get him on. He's, he's won titles at Loretta Lynn. He's, he's, uh, he's an X games medalist multiple times. He's a Red Bull sponsored athlete, uh, super hooligan rider gets, gets around pretty good on a flat track bike too. So it'd be cool, man. Have him on the pod little forewarning for our guests. I've actually had a few drinks already. So I, uh, <laughs> I'm already tuned in for this. Um, so it'll be, it'll be, it'll be good. <laughs> we'll Tune shit. in while Corey gets tuned up. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's some big news dropped today. Um, big not... news dropped today. <laughs> well, actually, before we get into that, we'll leave you guys with, with that little tidbit. Uh, I want to make sure we shout out our sponsors real fast. Um, they keep this show going without the show. I'm sorry, without the sponsors, this show wouldn't be possible. Bell Power Sports, as always, they've been with us since day one. Check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products. Bell for Frankie and I, it's like a family gig, man. We, we love wearing Bell and uh, we appreciate them supporting sure. our podcast. So um, shout out Bell. Quality and safety of their helmets is unmatched. If you start tank slapping, you want to be protected by Bell. Want to give another shout out to Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing. Check out their website at yamahamotorsports.com. Hashtag Blue Crew, baby. Um, I'm, a, I'm a Yamaha guy right now, riding the, the G&G Racing Yamaha MT-07s. And uh, just stoked to have Yamaha supporting our podcast. Indian Motorcycle. Speaking of big news, Indian Motorcycle. Speaking of big news. Speaking of big news, Indian Motorcycle. Since 1901, oh, Indy Motorcycle has been the choice of riders who make their own rules. Check out a local dealership near you, test ride a bike, and uh, and scoop up one of their new Scout, their FTR, Indian Challenger, uh, a lot of a lot of really cool bikes they're putting out, and they're big supporters of flat track. They uh, sponsored Jared Meese, Briar Bauman, some 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 guy on the other side of the pod right now, Frankie Frank Garcia, and. Uh, they got a new sponsored rider we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, give a shout out to Jerry Stinchfield, Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas. Uncle Jerry hooks us up, keeps us going. Commercial and industrial roofing company with nearly 40 years of experience. Check out his website at commercialroofsystems.net. Uh, huge shout out, as always, to Jerry and, and his team who, uh, who keep the sport alive. And Freedom Valley Harley-Davidson, Tommy Hanum and his crew, another Tommy Hanum dealership. They're based out of Sellersville, Pennsylvania. Hit them up on Facebook, social media, new used Harleys, parts, motor clothes, accessories. Freedom Valley Harley Davidson is uh, is your go-to shop. Shana Texter, bro. What? I mean, dude, big Indian job. You know her, right? I do know her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've kind of known this for a little bit, but not that long, honestly. Um, I think I found out maybe a week or two ago. She was going to be signed to Factory Indian, dude. So that's um, pretty much broke the internet today and uh, on my side of the gig with all the flat track stuff that I see. But teammates with uh, Briar, yeah, Factory shocked, Indian. Shocked me. Like I, I said before, man, it's like when you're a parent and your kid announces their pregnancy on Instagram and that's the first time you find out. That's what it was like for me. Nobody, I mean, Briar's like my brother. I have you know, I do this podcast with you. Nobody decided to fill me in. Shay and I, you know, talk 
you know, every now and then. And nope, I found out via Instagram today. And we're, I also write for Indian. So, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yep. Great Drop. communication from everybody. I know, man. Drop the ball. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm personally excited. I mean, obviously, we both grew up. We grew up um, in a Harley shop, so a lot of people mentioned that today to me. Oh, as if you know, it's kind of crazy. She's on a on a, on the Indian team, and I'm like, man, every experience I've had with Indian, they're they're phenomenal. Like they they love riding. Everybody at you know Indian, they're they're they have a strong passion for what they do, and for for us and for Shana, like they want to win, and I think that's evident by their results across the board in all forms of racing and. I'm stoked for her. I mean, I, I, I'm, I can't imagine the, uh, the feeling of being a factory twins rider. Um, I think it's phenomenal and just, you know, she's, I don't know how many singles races she's won, but I think she's proved that she deserves this opportunity. And, uh, I think she's going to surprise a lot of people. Um, there's a strong narrative that, you know, she can't ride a twin or she's too little or she's too small. And, um, I think uh, I would I would uh, maybe hold off on on some of these comments people are posting because you might have to go back and and uh, and uh, eat some crow because I I really think she's going to surprise some people on that bike. I've always said I think she's better fitted for a twin than a single. Um, I don't think she's ever been on a twin. She's felt super comfortable on, but I think with her size, the the twin it, it has the ability to hook up better through the center of the corner. And if they can get something dialed in for her, she's going to be pretty tough on a lot of these racetracks. So it's, it's really cool, man. It's, it makes me like really proud and um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this next step in her career. All I'm saying is that if I'm Jared, Sammy, uh, Briar, you know, I'm nervous showing up to the first mile and Shana being on a factory Indian. I'm real nervous of that in that situation. It's going to be it's she's going to be a force to reckon with for sure. Yeah, so, and I think anybody who's doubting it, I think is a clown. Um <laughs> I think she's going to she's going to really turn some heads on that thing and uh I wouldn't even say maybe she'll surprise some other people, but like for me, like I know what she's capable of. We've all seen her do some pretty phenomenal things on, you know, on a motorcycle and, and especially on, on, a, on a mile. And I think you put her on the best bike. It's, it's going to be game over for, for a lot of people. So I'm excited for, her. I got a lot of, uh, a lot of high hopes for her and I can't wait to see what she does. And we're Indian teammates, even better. Love it, man. Yeah. I, uh, I, she could have on this is probably the the more challenging route for Shayna, I think. I mean, she could have easily probably finished her career out on a single. She, you know, that's her comfort zone. That's what where she's had a lot of success with. And she's been a little bit unproven on a twin. So I think this is a more challenging route for her. Um, I think she could have very easily just rode rode, you know, finished out her career on the single, but to take that step and and jump on the twin and, and change around, you know, her whole program that she's done for the God forever. I think it's interesting. And I, I think it was a more challenging route. So um, yeah, we'll maybe talk about that a little bit more later on the show, but um, big news for sure. Big news for, for me and 
you know, as a family and flat track in general. And it's, it's cool, man. It's, it's really exciting. So um, with that being said, our, our guest is on the line right now. And uh, I know you're a busy guy, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. Tyler Behrman, what's up, dude? Uh, C-Tex, how you doing, man? Uh, killing, dude. It's just, uh, yeah, fuck, hyped to have you on. It's It's been a minute. I don't even remember the last time I've seen you, dude. It's probably been a couple of years. Um, but uh, thanks for taking the time coming on, man. Appreciate it. Heck yeah, man. Stoked to, stoked to get on and finally finally get to chat with you yeah you said it's uh it's been a minute since i got to see you but uh i think it was probably the last flat track race i went to maybe maybe it was black hills or the super tt maybe in arizona but yeah it's been too long so hopefully uh hopefully i can see you see you boys again hopefully when you come back out for uh sacramento mile and get back up there this year and i was bummed to miss it last year i was out of town so hopefully get up there and watch you boys rip yeah, guy. What's up, dude? So you're riding Paris tonight, I hear. That's what, you, that's what you said earlier. You're out at the track yet? What's the deal? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually sitting in my sprinter and uh, waiting to get my gear on. Figured I'd get the call done with you guys. The sun just went down, so lights are on, and they're open till 9. So do a little evening motos and trying to get the laps in before day in the dirt. It's uh, next weekend, so I'm riding, like, five or six classes so i'm spinning way too many laps around glen helen so uh just trying to get that that track pace back in i've uh i've been pretty much just jumping all year so uh yeah just trying to get the laps in and have some fun for day in the dirt what a guy hey weren't you supposed to ride glen helen today what happened yeah i was uh i was gonna go ride glen helen but uh we had a golf tournament the golf tournament yesterday charity golf tournament and we uh we had a few too many beers and and uh, I was running a little slow this morning so I decided to 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 do some some night riding instead and uh yeah I'm stoked Paris is a little closer to my house too so uh yeah track looks sick I'm stoked to get out there but first things first the tank platform podcast <laughs> love it dude yeah I've been there I've done the old uh the old too many brewskis the night before a ride day and i don't need the ride today it's all good <laughs> um <laughs> but uh dude you're uh so a lot of people don't know that you have a real and we have a lot of flat track listeners a lot of road race listeners um you have a really strong background in flat track and and i honestly don't know a lot of the story i know your dad is super rad he's a legend he um follows the sport quite a bit and obviously, uh, Frank, you just mentioned your grandpa as well. Your grandpa, Ron, has a strong background in flat track. So what are your roots with flat track? And what was that like? Did you start off racing flat track? Like, how, I know you're a moto guy, but what was that start like for you with the background of your uh, your dad and your grandpa? Um, yeah, so the old man, my grandpa, got my dad into riding. My grandpa used to race uh, kind of some like hair sample type stuff, a little bit of flat track. Um, but he didn't really race too much. He just rode and got my dad into it when he was super young and, um, family was from Salinas. So like back in the day, that was, you know, the hotbed for flat track and going to, uh, to Monterey short track and Ascot and my dad chased it forever. And then, uh, he took a back seat a little bit when, uh, he was about 28. He, he kind of was, uh, he was just partying and stuff. And then he got sober when he was 28. So he had me when he was 31 
uh, he took a few years off and then he started racing again, like right around the time I was born. So, uh, I've pretty much my whole life growing up, like at least until I was about 10, I went to all the Gene Romero West coast flat track races and all the Eddie Moeller races. And, uh, yeah, just a grom running around the pits, watching my dad put his foot down and turn left. So, uh, it was pretty cool, man. I obviously grew up with, uh, with Frankie too. And, and our dads raced together and we were little groms running around the track together. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, it's funny. Just fast forward now. It's, it's, it's cool to kind of get our dads out there together and, and go, go race. But, um, I originally started racing flat track and I raced flat track on not a ton, but you know, I raced it here and there and, and until I was about eight. And then, uh, I think when I was, when I was 10, I did my first motocross race. And at that point I was, that's all I wanted to do was go jump. So, uh, I told, told captain Ron that, uh i pretty much wanted to race motocross and go jump and he he told me like you know i we don't i don't know anything about it and i said well grandpa we're just gonna have to learn together and uh it's kind of all she wrote it's been been my life pretty much ever since and um it's cool man because at a time like i was you know i was just such so into racing chasing the supercross dream motocross and all that and and i kind of didn't flat track for so long and then uh my grandpa kept my dad's Voltaco astro he had a 76 astro 360 my grandpa kept it and uh restored it for him and and uh once he rebuilt it then i i actually got out there and, and spun some laps with him and we started racing some hell on wheels like flat track races and and uh yeah man it's, it was pretty cool to kind of get that love for flat track again and it's it's so you know it's so simple but it's like the most fun thing ever and and uh man it's been fun i've I've actually kind of finally started to figure out how to how to back her in a bit and and uh and use the steel shoe but i still definitely got some work to do but uh yeah, it was basically my background and still stoked to be able to get out there and spend some laps with my dad. My dad just turned 60 and uh, the old man will probably still put it to me. Speaking of that, I mean, you and I, obviously, we've connected on so many levels throughout our life. It's kind of like we grew up, you know, going to, to the races and stuff as kids and doing the, the Ricky Graham Memorial Race and racing CMA and, you know, on 80s and 100s together. And, and, and uh, but you know, and our dads grew up racing together. It's just crazy. And I always tell everybody how, how gnarly it is that it's come like full circle that, you know, all that happened. Our dads were racing together before we even thought of. And then, you know, now our dads are in their sixties and like uh, just a couple of years ago, you and I both got to go to X games with our dads who also made it into X games. And, um, you know, also, uh, Brad and Bradley Spencer got to go the same, the same night. And it was like, I don't think it's ever happened before in extreme history where a father son got to go compete against each other. And then one night there's three father sons who all grew up racing together. But <laughs> yeah, it's just funny that you say that. Cause like people ask me all the time, like, well, you know, who's faster. I'm like, I mean, last time I went to X games, I didn't make the main and I watched my dad in the main event. And so yeah, maybe him still. <laughs> it's pretty gnarly but i mean i know that was a huge thing because i know like the emotions that i had when i got to go to x games with my dad but you're actually you know you have x games gold medals in in uh best whip and 
and other metals in you know uh, quarter pipe and stuff like that but i mean what did it mean to you you know i know what it felt like to me but what did it mean to you to be able to go to x games with your dad oh man that was uh dude that was honestly the biggest full circle moment of my career by far like just you know the whole story of, of growing up racing flat track my dad kind of you know showed me the ropes and went to the races with him and then me you and bradley were all groms running around the pits together and rod spencer's wife was the one kind of chaperoning us and then full circle moment like all three of us together all three dads all three kids that grew up together grew up racing and watching our dad battle and then now we're all out on the track together was was pretty unreal and then obviously to top it off like I, I, we all made it in for the hooligan thing. So I, obviously I was going there focused on my main disciplines, which is obviously best whip and quarter pipe. And just the fact that my dad was able to be there with me and be on the floor and, and watch me compete under the lights and then watch me win my first gold medal. And, and, uh, just after that moment of like, you know, I was, I was off the bike. I, I shattered my ankle, uh, about a year, just, just short of a year before that and I had to crawl out of the hole trying to just walk normal again and be able to ride so to be able to get through that and then have my dad there and then win the gold medal and then the next day like get to go race my dad under the lights at x games was was uh it was pretty unreal man like you just honestly you can't write that script and the fact that I got to got to share those moments with also friends that I've grown up with like you Frankie and Bradley and 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 and, uh yeah just all of our dads man that was that was pretty unreal he's just like I said you can't write that script it's it's, uh, pretty priceless yeah I can't imagine man as a dad as a dad now it's like I go out and I ride just in the backyard with my kid. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Like I got riding with my kid right now. It's just a surreal thing. So doing the X games thing together, uh, maybe one day, man, (laughs) but, uh, that's, that's pretty awesome. That's really cool to hear actually. Um, and, uh, you're, so you you talked about the X games, the super hooligan stuff. Uh, I know you've done quite a bit, quite a bit of races, man. I've seen you at, at actually a bunch, uh, you do the the rolling sands whenever you can, I, I guess. I know you got, other stuff going on but um talk about the super hooligan shit like you uh you find time you, you do that you're you're competitive like you go out there and you hang with a lot of uh really good flat track racers on that hooligan stuff um what uh what do you like how would you describe that and um when like some of the outside of the like non-hooligan guys like want to know more about it how do you describe what uh what the super hooligan stuff is uh, I I would say the one phrase a loose program. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> it's so much fun, man. Just racing big old heavy bikes and small tracks, and the racing's always super dicey and it's super good. And and uh, yeah, man, it's kind of crazy whipping around one of those those you know they're almost five hundred pound bikes, and and uh, it's uh it's so much fun just getting out there, and it's and it's cool, man. Like you can kind of some guys kind of excel better than others, but it, it's, you can put a bunch of, of, of good flat trackers on hooligan bikes and it makes for really, really good racing. So, uh, I was really fortunate to have Roland and Cam at RSD kind of take me under their wing and, and Indian let me ride a bike and was able to travel with them and do the, the hooligan series for a couple of years. 
Um, unfortunately, this year I couldn't do it. I just had too much of a stacked plate, and I couldn't really uh, commit to every single one. And if I couldn't commit to every single one, I didn't want to come in at one race or another and then take an opportunity from someone else to ride the whole series. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get to race it this year, but um, it's been it's been a blast in in the past. And, and just getting my dad out there and, and uh it's funny like when i the second year that i did the, the series uh right before the first round i i was kind of talking to roland and cam about my dad and how my dad would probably still whack my ass and i was like if there's a bike like you got to get him on and uh they had an, ex an extra triumph actually and um he hopped on and we got to race and battle it out and uh then next thing you know popped his traveling the whole circus with us and and uh it's pretty cool man just being able to get on planes and pops and and uh go race motorcycles all over the country was was uh was pretty damn fun so hope to hope to get to do some more of it soon but um one thing that i'm really 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 stoked on it's actually been quite some time since i've actually thrown the steel shoe on and and gone and, and uh ridden some flat track but i live pretty damn close like pretty much right across the freeway in Southern California from Blackhorn Ranch. So pretty, pretty blessed to be able to have that place so close and such a good track. And, and, you know, that kind of DG like pea gravel, it's, it's a, it makes for some, some fun sliding. So, um, yeah, my dad actually had a CJ Rotax that he used to race. He had, a, he had a night frame and then he had a CJ and Paul Iwanaga was racing his CNJ. My dad didn't really like the single shock and he was more used to his night frame. So he was running that and Paul raced it at the Salinas rodeo grounds at one of the races there and put the rod through the cases on like the third lap. And the motor sat on the, on the shelf for 15 years maybe. And the bike was just sitting there, the frame and all that and uh, sitting in a, in just the chassis. So <clears throat> We got it to Ronnie Brown. He kind of got some stuff together for us. My dad found a new ATK Rotax uh, dual sport with electric start. And uh, he got that bike, ripped the motor out of it and, and uh, got the motor gone through. And I'm super close to getting that thing back together. So I'm, I'm itching to get back out there and, uh, and spend some laps on that thing. I've, I've ridden my dad. Um, I've ridden his Astro 360 and I've ridden, uh tin man uh i think he has i'm not sure if it's a woods frame he's got a, a 450 motor in a framer and i got to ride that thing and man it was so much fun so i'm uh i'm super stoked to get that thing done and and uh it's kind of cool like it was it was gonna be a surprise at first but i ripped the whole thing down and repainted it and i got the tank painted super badass with this photo of my dad and my grandpa back in the 70s from ascot and my grandpa's standing there with no shirt on and bucket hat and a cigarette in his mouth and full fear and loathing style and my dad's sitting there on the bike next to him and uh, i got that picture painted into the tank and um i was trying to get the thing done and and show my grandpa but unfortunately uh gramps gramps passed away so um yeah this is just a dedication to him and, and i'm stoked for for the thing to be done and and uh get out there and spend some laps on it with my pops yeah, man, we all uh, we all miss Captain Ron, man. It's been a that was a big blow to us <clears throat> this past year, losing him, man. He's just been a staple of your program since you were a little kid. You know, I never ever saw you at the races without that guy and just his personality and all of his jokes and and uh, 
So it's definitely so much respect to, to Captain Ron, man. We, we, we sure missed that guy. I had to take a whole, whole ass day off of work when I found the news out on that one. But uh, um, that road tax, actually, I have like this list of questions like of stuff to go over and, and talk about with you. And that road tax was, was one of them. And I was literally going to ask that next, but you brought it up before I could get there. But funny thing about that bike is another full circle moment. Uh, when we were growing up as kids, uh, my dad, oh, you know, we rode with Damon Iwanaga and, and, you know, obviously son of Paul Iwanaga. Um, and my dad would always tell me like, and my dad's like the most courteous, nicest guy ever. And he'd always be like, man, Paul was fast back in the day. Paul was fast. And he would, he drilled that into my head when I was a kid. Every time we saw Paul, it was like, no dude, he was fast. When we were younger, he was so fast. I mean, like, and then that race that, that it was a legends race, like return of the legends or whatever at Salinas, a sports complex. And, and I, I remember like my dad was like, Hey, Paul's riding Randy's bike. Make sure you watch him. He's like, I'm telling you that guy hasn't ridden bikes in years, but he's, he, I, I'm telling you, he's going to be fast. And I remember like, I went to the stand specifically to watch Paul in practice and I was legit mind blown. This dude is just hadn't ridden a flat track in years. Told us all morning. It's been years. It's been 15 years, whatever. This dude was blowing people's doors off. Like he, like he's been riding his, you know, the entire time. And, and I actually watched him blow that bike up in that practice session. That was it. I probably saw eight laps of Paulie Winaga ripping, blowing my mind. And then I watched him <laughs> blow that bike up. And then, so I always thought it was funny that like, damn, it's like, you know, you and I grew up and it's, it's 15, 20 years later. And that bike is, it's like it lives again. Like, and I watched it blow up that, that long ago. So I like that road tax. It's just like, it's got like some history behind it. But, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, it's cool. Like, like you said, living across the street from, from Blackmore ranch and, and uh, I can't wait till you're done with that thing. But uh, so obviously it's, uh, you know, you mentioned day in the dirt. Um, that's, I mean, you're pretty much the face of that these days. Uh, that weekend, I think, was meant for you. Uh, it was created, <laughs> obviously, long before we thought we'd ever go to it. But, dude, it's, it's, it's November. Thanksgiving weekend's coming up. We all know what that means. Like, tell us a little bit about A Day in the Dirt. Like, that's just, I feel like that's, that's your event for the year. <laughs> yeah, Day in the Dirt's a party with a racing problem. <laughs> that's pretty much the best <laughs> way to describe it, man. It's uh it's so much fun. Everyone, all the fam, everyone brings the families out and thank, you know, does Thanksgiving, like a Thanksgiving dinner, like potluck on Thursday and all the families and kids and everyone's kind of just hanging out, mingling together and having beers, of course. And, uh, you know, just having a good time just with the family and stuff. So, um, yeah. And then you get to go race all weekend and, and the best part about it, it's not like, a not and you're not going there to to go win you know what i mean you're going you're going there to go have fun and and uh go put on a show and, and just enjoy the weekend with your friends and family and and uh you know it's pretty it's pretty damn fun i'm every year i tell myself like oh next year like i'm gonna chill and not ride as many classes but you know every year I, right before i end up signing up for every class and doing the iron man so uh this year i'm actually i'm racing the vintage class on a 1975 Yamaha MX 250 
And then I'm racing the two-stroke class on a 2008 YZ125. Just going to let that thing eat up those hills and bang the clutch, try to make it to go. Um, and then uh, doing two team races, one of them with Twitch, and then one of them with my little buddy, Kalana Humphrey. And um, then I'm going to finish it out with the coup de gras. The coup de gras is like the survival race. It's basically you go until the checkered flag falls and, uh, usually it's about, I've, I've done a few of them that are two hours, but the last couple of years they've, they've dropped the flag at about 90 minutes, but man, it's brutal. There's, it's more of like, kind of like a GP style layout. It doesn't have, they kind of mellow out all the jumps for all the, you know, kind of the vet riders and the vintage bikes and kind of make it as safe as possible, but it's a GP style layout. The, the lap times are four and a half to five minutes and, and, uh, yeah, man, it's so much fun. The team races are probably the most fun. It's so hectic on, on the start straight, you come in and you have to, you switch teammates every lap. So you go lap for lap. You guys have, you can ride the same bike or you can ride separate bikes. And, uh, we, uh, you, you have a little scrunchie that they give you that goes around your wrist and you come in and you have to pass the scrunchie off onto your teammate. And then, uh, and then you, you guys go lap for lap for 75 minutes. So that one's the most fun. You're coming in every lap going to do the switcheroo and there's this chaos. People are pulling, ripping off after doing their switch and taking off in front of you. And there's almost collisions all the time, but man, it's, it's so much fun. And just, yeah, like I said, Thanksgiving weekend, family, friends, beers good times so uh yeah a lot of uh, years but yeah it's probably one of my uh one of my favorite events by far of the year and and now it's cool that fast house is actually kind of expanding on it and they uh they did one day in the dirt down south down in florida at dade city and uh they've done that two years and i think i know they're in talks with just keep expanding it and and taking it other places which you know like moto moto needs these kind of events man just kind of no pressure, fun, just there because we all love it and and, and enjoy it. So um, yeah, man, it's so cool, and I'm I'm definitely excited. It's gonna be it's gonna be a damn good time. Yeah, I actually did a uh, pit bike race this weekend. I was in Florida and uh, Pax Pax Tracks. It's like the the local track, kind of near Daytona. They had a a pit bike race, and I was like, well, fuck, I'm I'm decent on a pit bike. Like let's let's go. So I hit up my buddy. He, uh, owns YCF racing, uh, Yannick and, uh, got a couple yep. of pit bikes, dude. And, um, they do Sunday motors too. And I, I know you, I've seen you ride a, yep. a Sunday quite a bit. So did this pit bike race, man. And I was like struggling a little bit in the first moto. I'm like, eh, it could be a lot faster. So, uh, everybody's drinking beer, having fun. I was like, fuck dude, if, if everybody else is drinking, like throw me a couple white claws, like let's get after it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I drank yeah, a few, a <laughs> I drank, <laughs> easy. I drank a few claws and, uh, and in the second moto, I, I felt good. Like I was like, I felt like so much faster and, uh, I had so much fun, just the low pressure of riding a pit bike and not, I don't know. It was just like, it meant it meant absolute shit but I, I had like the most fun i've had like the longest time i'm like dude if i can figure out a way to make money just riding a, a, a pit bike like sign me up every weekend it was like so much fun um so here in like day in the dirt i've i've heard of that event but i didn't know much about it um one of these days i'm gonna have to come out there and 
and you mentioned they uh, they tamed the jumps down, so that's right up my alley. Like making a <laughs> making a backtrack, sign me right up. But uh, you mentioned uh, so you talked about that a little bit, and I wanted to talk about a little bit earlier in the show. We mentioned your X Games medals, um, best whip, quarter pipe, dude. I absolutely love quarter pipe. Like no offense, they could get rid of every other moto event and just do quarter pipe four times in a row. And I would be content. Like I love quarter pipe. It's I've been around racing my whole life. I've been around road racing, MotoGP, flat track, everything, supercross standing at the X games, watching you guys take off on quarter pipe is the absolute biggest mind blown thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's such an underrated event and you're a top three guy every single time. Um, what the hell? Like, I don't even know how to ask, like what describe like that feeling of the first time you ever did it and the levels, like the height you guys are at is just, it's fucking insane. It makes no sense to me that you guys are able to do that. Um, what, like, yeah, talk about quarter pipe and, uh, and you know, that event, it just in, in itself, like it just blows my mind. Yeah, man. Quarter is, uh, like i'm not even gonna sugarcoat it or, or bullshit it it is fucking scary man like i'm i'm not gonna lie like i've hit that thing a lot and you know every single time i'm gonna go hit it again like i'm thinking about it you know i'm like i gotta be locked in to like really really like focus in and hone in on what i'm doing and, and be present in the moment because man that is uh it's so gnarly and there's so much could happen you know it's uh the the ramp itself is 18 feet tall and it's about 85 degrees and it's pretty quick transition so um the landing's usually about 20 feet and the landing's uh 60 to about 60 to 62 degrees give or take so um dude just it's it's honestly mind-blowing how how like you guys know how much of a damn 450 power like how 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 fast those damn things are like we're coming in and we're, you know, the, the world record, uh, Corey Creed set the world record. And I think it was 40, 46, maybe 48 feet above the 20 foot landing and the ramp. And literally that's in second gear. And it's, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's, you can't even explain the feeling. It's, it's very, very unique and probably the coolest, most satisfying feeling but so scary and to be completely honest with you man like competing on that thing is is very 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 nerve-wracking it's a pissing contest and like like i said like you're it's you're splitting hairs at that point we're all hitting it in in second gear and you're basically like you're we're almost maxed out with how the angle of the ramp is to how high we can go in second gear so uh, this year going into X Games, it was kind of a bit of a tough time. I just lost my grandpa right before, so I was trying to get ready for it. And and, and uh, you know, I was I was I was there and I was doing it, but my mind was kind of somewhere else. I was just kind of grieving still, and and it was tough. But I I put a lot of work into my bike, and I built a motor with basically like a supercross motor. So I shortened the gears in the bottom end, and and I was able to find third gear, and uh, it made it a little smoother. But I. I just didn't, honestly, like when it came time to the contest this year at Axles, I kind of just didn't, I just didn't let my nuts hang enough, you know, I just didn't quite send it as, 
as big as I should have in, in third gear. But like I said, man, it's scary. I was really stoked to walk away with another medal and in it, but, um, yeah, man, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like just there's kind of, there's two quarter pipes and there's not, there's basically only X games and the nitro world games. And they're totally different, completely different. The nitro quarter pipe is actually 34 feet tall. So it's damn near double the size. It's all scaffolding. The takeoff is 88 degrees. The landing's 70, give or take. And uh, that thing is so intimidating, but it just works so, so, so well with having not as quick of a transition as the X Games quarter and it being 18 feet. It's just such a quick transition that you're basically like, you're bottoming right in the belly and then as you're leaving the ramp your suspension's unloading and that's what kind of gives you that pop but the nitro one has such a longer belly and you know obviously being almost twice the size that it you don't compress as hard so you can hit it way smoother it's obviously way scarier being that high off the ground but um yeah that thing's 34 feet tall Corey creed also i think has the record on that one and again i think he went 48 feet above a 34 foot quarter so uh not very good at math but that's uh, a lot of feet off the ground so uh, it's pretty scary and um yeah just stoked to be able to have the opportunity to do it it's obviously new it's 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 kind of gaining momentum and and uh like you said ct like being on this you have you don't understand how it is until you stand on the floor and you actually see it in person it's like it it makes your balls like pull up into your throat every single time you watch it because it's just like it, it just doesn't quite make sense you know and and uh yeah just stoked to be able to to compete on it but at the same time it's it's definitely scary so i never i try to always ride within within my means and try not to ride over my head on on stuff like that because you know fortunately enough i'm gonna knock on wood right now that you know i've never really had too many issues on it but uh yeah i'm gonna keep it that way i'm I'm gonna be locked in every time and and, uh, i do not want to go down on something like that so uh yeah man stoked stoked to be able to do it but again like the biggest thing is it's uh it's scary and it takes a it takes a lot of commitment yeah, man, it's definitely gnarly. We've stood on the floor there at, at X Games and, and Nitro, and it's just, no matter how many times I watch it, I'm just like, this is nuts. Like, you guys are fully mental and have fucking issues with yourselves to keep doing this. Literally, you know, one time, you just keep on doing it. Like, well, let's go bigger. I'm like, yeah, have fucking fun, guys. But uh, I'll just watch from the side. But, yeah, man, it's cool. Like, that, you you know, you being, you know, one of the one of the top guys in that, and then you even took, you know, Ryan Sipes did a little, you got a little coaching with him on the quarter pipe, um, you know, which is cool because he's a flat tracker, you know, or turned into a flat tracker. Um, so it's <laughs> rad seeing all the, all the, all these guys doing all this different cool stuff and learning and elevating and, and uh, now it's rad. But speaking of Sipes, like the reason why you did, um, you know, do some quarter pipe stuff with him and kind of show him the ropes on that was for your, your event, uh, Red Bull Imagination, which you just got done with, um, to get him going for that and help him out with that. But, dude, that event has got to be the most insane free ride event ever. I mean, every jump is massive. 
you got the best of the best dudes in the world, like going so big, doing the sketchiest stuff. Like, congratulations, first of all. I mean, second year, you just finished, uh, you know, your, your second tour of that. And, uh, man, what an amazing event. Yeah, man, thank you. I really appreciate it. And it's uh, it's really cool, like, you know, after after the fact, now that it's all said and done, and, and uh, just having so many people, I've had so much outreach of people just, so stoked on the whole the whole thing and and uh you know all my peers there of having like you know some legend judges that I brought in to judge the contest day um you know they're all left and they were all they've they said that they've really never seen anything like it and and just to have that respect from my peers means more than anything and and uh yeah just being able to create what we did was honestly mind-blowing like we did it Year one, we went out there and the the whole thing started as just a grass field. There was one rolling hill right in the middle of, of the field with the, the tower right kind of right in the middle of the property. And uh, the first year was, was tough. Like we did what we could with the build, but Jason Baker of Dream Tracks, he basically only had 21 days. Like he's a, he's a busy dude. He's building test tracks. He runs Moto Sandbox, Roxton's training facility. And he's, he's kind of, he's a busy man. So, um, he only had about three and a half weeks to do the build. So uh, basically we did what we could for year one and we left a lot on the table just as basically a time standpoint, like we didn't have enough time to, to finish what we wanted. So um, yeah, we spent two days building the road in and then 18 days straight. So we came up with the course the first year of, of just straight, you know, 18 days straight. And, and the course was really cool, but it was kind of more, like a free ride track like there was a like where we started for our runs and it was kind of like once you take off you have five minutes you can do whatever you want it's you know the sides of all the jumps are good like it's their lips and landings and everything there's there's transitions everywhere so it's just like how creative do you really want to get so <clears throat> last year uh in my second run i kind of got creative on the one side of the course and started doing all kinds of transfers and, and it kind of just opened my mind up to this year basically my whole goal is basically I wanted to create a dirt skate park for for dirt bikes so just lift landings transitions and not necessarily like a one line track like it's basically just straight up like a dirt skate park we had kind of broke it down into three different zones and there was like a kind of jib we called it like the technical jib zone. So it was like an over under some fun boxes, a container, a wall ride, um, all kinds of stuff in and out of a dump truck. Like everything, it was, it was super cool. So had that section and then the big dog section. So every, all the jumps were basically 90 to 155 feet. And, uh, that, that side was super cool. So we were able to break it up into three zones. And then the third zone was, we called it K-Dub's kingdom. It was more or less like it was, straight up a dirt skate park there was just jumps going in every which direction and and um it was really cool that was what i was kind of trying to pound into all the riders heads that it's it's you don't have to hit every jump out there but you have five minutes and it's a blank canvas like whatever you see goes you don't have to hit every jump like you you can kind of be creative with what you're good at and kind of link everything together more or less like a a, a bmx park run or a skate contest or something kind of putting your run together with your tricks or your your whips and and whatever so um it was really cool to kind of just 
see everyone kind of take that and, and run with it. And, you know, everyone kind of put together somewhat of a different line and, and, um, man, it was just so cool to see everyone's like creativity and use of the course. And, 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 uh, yeah, man, it was so much fun. And, and just the biggest thing that I'm just trying to create, like I'm trying to create something that, you know, give back to like the next generation of kids. Like, you know, I was a racer. I grew up a racer. I raced, I did supercross, I did all that. And I ultimately got hurt too much and started basically just free riding and you know free riding doesn't have to be the biggest whips the biggest jumps it's it's whatever whatever you want it to be like if you're out trail riding that's free riding if you're out spinning laps and putting your foot down steel shoe that's free riding like it's kind of just whatever you know so um my biggest thing with it is like i'm not trying to like i don't want it to be like oh you have to do the biggest trick to win this it's all about creativity and um you know it, it came out it came out really cool and I think that's what I'm trying to sustain with it for moving forward is I don't want it to turn into a full like freestyle contest like it shouldn't be like oh like you know you did a double backflip on that you automatically win like that's what I and and don't get me wrong I don't want it to you know be bashing on any way in freestyle I love freestyle I'm super good homies with all the free freestyle guys and and you know, it's just, I've created my own lane and, and, and done this on just literally doing whips and creating content and filming and, and obviously, you know, having best whip and X games and quarter pipe and just all these things, like just trying to create something for kids to be able to make a living doing kind of what I'm doing. So, um, it was really cool, man. I was able to bring a couple of new, new kids in and, and, you know, there's so many, the, the biggest thing, the hardest part for me is, is you, there's so many guys that are deserving of, of, of a shot and to be there, but man, I just can't, I, you know, I can't invite everybody, unfortunately. Um, so this year, the first year we had seven athletes, this, this year we had 12. So we're working a step in the right direction of being able to bring in more athletes. And, you know, I'm kind of, doing it the right way I'm, I'm making sure everyone all the athletes are getting paid we have the transportation with the bikes and kind of just trying to trying to create something really cool and and hopefully you know sustain this so there's uh there's a lot of ways you can skin the cat with moving forward on it but um you know my wheels are definitely turning i got an insane team of of people behind me at red bull and uh a lot of, re of really good dudes and, and teaming up with jason baker like uh, just have the raddest team of people and, and honestly you know the whole thing's about creativity I don't think you necessarily have to go bigger jumps bigger this bigger that every year you can kind of create really cool off the wall features and and kind of just you know have that creativity and and uh, you know you can there's rolling hills all over the damn world so you know you can kind of take this and, and with some creativity you can take it anywhere so Ultimately, my goal is to keep expanding it and moving it around. And, and I've done some site checks on other locations and whatnot. But, um, you know, I just, if we do go back to Kansas, it's like, man, we really stepped it up from year one to two. And to be honest with you, like, I just, I have some ideas, but it would be hard to really top what we did. And, and um, yeah, just... I don't know, man. I'm just really stoked. I'm like, literally like, it's still quite hasn't set in. I keep seeing photos and stuff that people are posting and, 
And uh, man, I just keeps bringing me back to that week. That was like literally the craziest week of my life. I I was in uh, the uh, year one of imagination. I was there for a month and I was on the ground and I was building, I was in the equipment with Baker and his crew. And I, I was seeing the whole thing come up from, from the ground up. And uh, this year I was actually in South Carolina for a month leading up to it. Um, working on a on a TV show, doing some stunt stuff for a TV show. So I was there for a month. I literally left on September 11th from from uh, South Carolina, flew straight to Kansas, and the next day had to go literally guinea pig the craziest course that I've ever seen. Like once I got there, and me not being there, it was kind of like a a, a sub, like I got to unwrap the present when I got there. I got to kind of feel that all the other athletes got last year from them seeing it for the first time. So when I got there, I was honestly mind blown. I was like picking my job off the floor and, and, uh, and then just literally having to kind of go from being absolutely mind blown to then having to flip that switch and put the helmet on and, and go to athlete mode and, and now start teeing off some of the gnarliest jumps that I've ever hit. So uh, there was 85 confirmed jumps on the course. And if you start really looking around, like there's a lot more than that if you start transferring stuff. But uh, I think I guinea pigged 81 of them first. So it was uh, it was honestly the gnarliest, scariest week of my life, but so satisfying. And, and like I said, we had 12, 12 athletes this year. And the fact that we got through five days of riding and all 12 athletes and we only had one crash, which was Sites' crash, his bike stalled in the air. And uh, he had to eject Osito off the bike and landed down in flat. So that was pretty scary. But other than that, man, we got 12 people through the craziest course quite possibly ever. And no one got hurt. So that was the biggest thing, man. Like you're building this stuff. And, and that's, that's the biggest thing for me is like, there's, it, Jason's so good at building stuff as safe as possible. But let's be honest, like those jumps are basically just not safe. They're that big. And they're that gnarly that, a lot can go wrong. So just the fact that I was able to get all my friends through it in one piece and kind of, it, it was funny. They, they called me camp counselor TB. Cause I, they would literally all kind of like look at me and like, Oh, like, all right, like which one are you going to hit next? And then I'd hit it and they're like, Oh, what gear? And then I'm like, all right, you want to tow? All right, hop in. And then I literally would just camp counselor. I'd grab the next dude. All right. You want to tow? All right. Follow me. You want to tow? Follow me. So uh, it was pretty cool, man. Just kind of, getting everyone through it and and uh yeah just such a fun week and and my wheels are already turning on on uh 3.0 so stoked and hopefully we can continue to to keep this thing going dude it's awesome hearing the passion that you you can hear in your voice for that event just how excited you get like talking about it and pretty awesome dude i uh i got a quick question then i got a follow up and then we'll we won't keep you too much we'll another question probably from Frankie and then we'll let you go. We know you got to ride, but where can people watch that event? Um, for people listening in right now, hearing everything you just talked about, what's the easiest way for people to watch it? And then I got a follow up question. Um, yeah. So the easiest way to follow it would just be through Red Bull Motorsports YouTube. You go on YouTube, you type in Red Bull imagination and, uh, actually year one and two will both be on there. So if the listeners, you guys listening in, if any of you guys hadn't had a chance to see it, um go check out the red bull motorsports youtube and and you know you can kind of see year one and then see year two and um 
uh, you can kind of see the difference, but, um, yeah, year two was obviously was, it was, it was amazing. There's three episodes of, of each of, uh, year one and, and three episodes of year two. So each episode's about seven, 17 to 20 minutes and, and, uh, some really insane writing and, and, uh, crazy course. So yeah, if, uh, the listeners listening in, if you hadn't had a chance to tune in check it out and, uh, yeah, let me know what you think. Yeah, and then a fo- like a follow up for that man, like you got me thinking, like how- it would be r- really cool to do like a flat track version of something like this. I know that sounds people listening, oh, that w- you know what, like, but like having some of these guys, like the Mikey Rushes and the Kale Colkmans and Dalton Gauthier, just the guy Briar, like people with insane style, just going out and doing different slides, and you know, uh, I-, I don't know how you could do it where it makes sense, but there's a lot of guys that have untapped you know, cause there's nothing like free riding and flat track. I mean, you go there, you try and, you try and win a race. Like there's no, no free riding necessarily. Um, there's been some cool videos that Thunder's yeah. put out, but like, it'd be really cool to do something. Um, I don't even know what, to what extent, but do, do something like flat track related. Um, just to get, get some guys being creative and having fun riding a bike without the stress of racing. It's just like pretty cool to see. Yeah, yeah, it'd be cool. It'd, it'd be kind of cool to do, like, uh, you know, like, the Scythe, for instance, the dude's a jack of all trades. Like, he does everything. So, like, how to do an event where you can kind of combine all those and get, get you know, say, five teams and have one flat tracker, one off-road racer, one moto guy, one freestyle guy, and kind of, like, throw them all together with in in different disciplines and kind of see how it goes and like have a, a scoring system at the end it'd be it'd be really cool and really interesting to see something like that and just kind of that's that's something that i i really love like i love anything and everything two wheels so um i like to ride everything so it would be it would be really cool to kind of incorporate other other you know genres of, of motorcycle racing together and, and uh get everyone get everyone together for something cool like that for just the passion of, of two wheels. Dude. I think, uh, I think that'd be really cool. I, I honestly, I love watching flat trackers do big jumps. It's always really scary and interesting so I'm <laughs> at any time, but no, they're getting good. Those guys just ride Florida. I think those guys have more laps on the moto track than they do at flat track these days. Yeah. But, uh, and it, which I know, back- the, I know the bikes have gotten a lot better too, but man, it was so like, I remember watching Peoria every year back then they were riding the framers and it was just like, you're holding your damn breath every single time they're launching over that thing. So, uh, but it's cool to see all the moto guys, or all the flat track guys riding moto. And then it's cool. Cause they, you know, I think they, a lot of them knew that they were kind of, you know, flat. I, I wouldn't not to no offense at all but be slacking on on the jump part where they would kind of like not race through it a little bit and you kind of see that a lot more now people are kind of starting to figure out how to kind of race through it and 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 uh yeah man not be not be what we like to call in moto stiff kitty (laughs) (laughs) man uh mentioning peoria that actually kind of leads me to my next my next and, and final question is i mean you're a big fan of like old school flat track. I mean, I've been at your house and we've watched like old Daytonas and old Springfields and, you know, old Peoria races. And like, I know that like you and I growing up and like that old school flat track stuff 
is like it means a lot to 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 us and and uh you know i know you're you know you have there's a few guys out there that you're like you know into like as far as like growing up and stuff but like who would you say like obviously besides your your dad and and whatnot um like in your mind is like one of the baddest flat trackers like that you just thought was so cool as a kid hey that's a stupid question ricky g baby Oh, there it is, man. There it is, dude. Ricky D, like that dude was, man. Yeah, dude was the man. And unfortunately, I was obviously I'm. I was born in '91, so I didn't. If I did get to see him race a couple times, I was really young, but um, never really got to see him in person. But man, that dude just had so much style. I remember this one photo in particular that my uncle Joe has, and. uh I can't remember what race it was, but he's all the way on the outside clipping. Like he clipped with his rear tire, like sliding clip. I think he blew the groove, went up and clipped like six hay bales in a row. And he's like bouncing off the hay bales with the front wheel, like off the ground, like still on the power, just exploding these hay bales behind him. And motherfucker rode right out of it. Like, I just remember that photo in particular was so badass and and uh yeah man that guy was uh that guy was was the man. Yeah, I kind of already I kind of knew you were going to say Ricky G. It's hard to argue Ricky G Frankie. I mean, <laughs> I knew, that I knew the <laughs> I knew I the mean, answer to that question. I just wanted to hear it. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to argue even like non Ricky G like I mean everybody like yeah, he's almost folklore at this time. At this time, man, it's like that. The talent, the talent is you can't argue it. But yeah, dude, just again, thanks for coming on the show. I uh, yeah, it's been a been a while since I've seen you. I've been following you. I'm stoked for everything you're doing, dude. I love when you post up some of the Sunday Motors pictures of you, like looking like a flat track dude. Like just, I've seen some pictures <laughs> of you on that Sunday. I'm like, holy shit, bro! Like let's go um so i love i love following your shit and love love seeing you on the flat track bike and hopefully catch up with you soon but uh yeah good luck a day in the dirt um definitely uh have to make that event in the future but yeah best of luck in all you do bro and i'm sure we'll see you sometime soon hopefully heck yeah man i really appreciate it and i uh, appreciate the time thanks for having me on and uh yeah stoked man kind of combined get on on this on this podcast with you guys something a little different and and you know roots run deep with flat track and 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 myself and my family and stuff so uh stoked to get on and and i will say like frankie said we watch old races all the time i love i love everything about flat track it's just the grassroots and how everyone's just diehards and and you know it's i i'm gonna be dead honest with you it is fucking gnarly like people don't understand until you stand on the inside of of the turn at like i've i've only been to one mile now sack mile but standing right there on the inside of the turn like and them coming in chirping the tire on the groove that that fast and that close together and just how much respect and trust you have to have within you know your fellow racers next to you like man it's uh it's it's very 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 gnarly and i'm a huge fan and the utmost respect to anyone getting out there throwing the leathers on and, and racing AFT these days, man, it's, uh, it's so gnarly. And I, I was actually just talking about this the other day, like this year racing this year. It's funny. I was, <clears throat> I was talking with Mikey rush last weekend. So I went up for a flat track, uh, district 36 
um, reunion event. So they had a bunch of old flat trackers. Dougie Chandler was out there riding the full taco, a bunch of old bikes and a, and a raffle and a benefit and stuff. And was talking to Mikey and I was like, man, dude, like watching flat track this year, watching their aces, it was, dude, it's scary to watch. Cause I, I, I know, I know the feeling of, you know, racing that close to people, but you know, on smaller tracks, I could not imagine like, you know, just going that fast, that tight and, and just so much trust and, and straight up balls, you know, just to kind of let it, let it hang like that. So, uh, yeah, utmost respect to all you guys and, and massive fan of flat track. And, um, yeah, it's on my bucket list to, to get up to Sacramento mile and go, uh, go race the amateur day and let her eat down the straightaway. That would be so much fun. So, um, yeah, so I really appreciate you guys having me on and, and, uh, the utmost respect to all y'all and, and, um, yeah, man, thanks again. And hopefully we'll see you again soon. See tech. Yeah, bro. Thanks again. Appreciate your time as always, dude. And, uh, I got a bike for you when you're ready, man. You want to do sack mile, we'll get you, we'll get you a steed. So keep me posted. Uh, I am so in, <laughs> I'm so in, I'll look at the date. I'll look at the dates and try to keep that, keep that weekend free. I know I was gone the last couple of years and kind of obviously 2020 COVID got canceled, but, uh, coming back last year, I was, I was unfortunately on the road, so uh, I wasn't able to make it, but yeah, that's my goal. Get up there and you know, it's funny in 2020, I actually went to, to RSD, picked up the hooligan bike and I was literally about to leave the next day. And that was like, right when all the COVID hit and then they canceled it. So, uh, yeah, redemption. I'll have to get back, get that thing back in the truck. And yeah, that's definitely on my bucket list to race, race around a mile and also ride a twin man would be so much fun. So, uh, Hey, no dreams too big. One of these days I'll get it, get it, get it happening. All right, bro. Take her easy and uh, we'll chat you soon. All right, man. Sounds good. Thanks again, guys. And uh, you guys have a good yeah, night. Yeah, man. Yeah, we'll see you this weekend. All right, cool. Sounds good. Later, later, tank clapping fans. <laughs> Peace. I'll see you guys. Later, man. Wow, dude. What a cool guy. I like TB. That guy's awesome, man. He's, he's super rad. cool. He loves flat track, dude. I, uh, I know his pops, uh, Randy's listening, man. And, uh, shout out to, to him as well. Um, super cool guy. A lot of cool things to say about the sport. Um, but, uh, yeah, dude, good, good, good yeah. guest. I got a surprise for you, bro. Well, it's not a surprise, but we have a, uh, we have a guest on the line already. He's been we have another guest. We have another guest. It's not a surprise, but who is it? Well, I'm trying to unmute him. I, uh, as you know, I'm not much of a tech. A Every time I think it is, just leave him muted. <laughs> it's not working. I can't unmute. I got him. some shit to talk. I I've drank like three beers. I got some shit to talk. I'm ready. Bring him. Bring it. I am. Daddy's here. Daddy's listening. I don't even know who I'm talking to, though. Don't call me out like that if you're not going to, like, introduce yourself properly. How are you going to, how are you, who do you, how do you, you called into Take Slapping Podcast. Who do you think you're talking to? It's C-Tex and Frank. I'm, Clegg? Is that you, Clegg? <laughs> you sound insane, man. Who are you? He's in, he, he's <laughs> in the bathtub. What are you bath- guys doing? He's in the bathtub right now, bro. I am in the bathtub. You're lying. I swear. Why would I no, lie about he's, that? I'm the bro, he's not. He sends hey, me photos hey. of his hairy ass legs in the tub all the time. 
Those were a gift. <laughs> what are you guys? Late what are you guys gift. doing? You you brought me on this thing, and I feel like you both need guidance. So I'm here to guide you. So let's get this going. What's going on? Talk All right. Well, me. talk what, to me, little Frankie. What what one piece of advice do you have for for Frankie for next season in the bagger class? What do you got for him? I'd love to hear it. I need this. More gas, less brakes. Simple as that. More gas, less brakes. You have the perfect body for a road racer, but you're just you're you're applying the brakes a little too soon and you're getting out of the gas a little too early and getting on the gas a little too late. You mean to tell me that's all it is? This whole time that race winning right there. They're trying to give me all Follow. this data, tire choices, compounds, sprockets, and you're telling me no. that it was just me this whole time? All that shit's irrelevant. You just got to <laughs> twist the throttle harder and let off the brake handle. That's what Matt Maladin told me, and that's that's why I am 100% win ratio in Moto America. You are one for one. I mean, no, well, not even Jake Gagne didn't right. have that record. 100% no. win record. That's pretty good. That's decent. And I didn't even get a freaking call from attack after that either. Can you believe it? I thought for sure Stan Bowley was going to be calling me. But let's not talk. Look, this isn't about me. This is about you not embarrassing me next time you're on the road race bike. <laughs> Don't embarrass daddy. You guys could be, uh, you could be like teammates, man. I think that'd be a hell of a fucking team, uh, Robbie, Bobby, and Frank. We look like twins. I'm just a better Dude, looking one. Could you imagine if we were side by side? Nobody would be able to pass us. <laughs> no one. So we would. We just, all we practice need to get the whole shot and ride next to each other. Yep, we just practice launches and we swap wins. Um, it's still yep. ain't bad. Yep. If well, if you win, how am I gonna win? Yep, exactly. In the great words of Ricky Bobby. I wanted That's to bring you on, dude. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about. There's some some big news today in uh, in flat track. What are your thoughts, bro? Frankie got a teammate. Are you talking asking me? Indian. Yeah. I mean, dude, I'm excited. You know, I'm a Shana Texer fan. Like, I'm like, I'm like the first and second person to defend her from the haters on Facebook, other than you. So <laughs> I don't uh, comment anymore, I dude. Think it's cool. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because all right. So let's get down to brass tacks here, because. Let's just take your opinion out of this, out of it because you're her brother. So we, we get that. But I don't understand how people make comments like, oh, she can't ride a twin. And it's like they legit forgot that she's won on a twin and set fast lap times on a twin. Like if the twin is good, and, D, and I'm not trying to say some of the bikes she rode wasn't good, but if, if she's That's on exactly and the bike is well, okay, yeah, there's good bikes that are not set up for specific people. How about that? Does that make more sense? Yeah, there we go. Mm -hmm. So when nice she has a bike set up for her, I mean, honestly, man, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to get ahead of myself because she's probably got a big learning curve, but I'll be the first one to high-five her if she puts a slider on Jared or Briar. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hope that Breyer. happens. Like, I would love it. Like, can you imagine both of them, like, Corey, you know how it is being married. Like you go and you like just a little bit of things. Like Amber probably thinks like certain aspects of you are like the most annoying thing in the world. So imagine like her and Briar like maybe in a little spat, and over, I cannot over, wait. Like, like I just grocery I want to see shopping. Some, yeah. yeah, like Briar just like takes her card out in the middle of the aisle at Publix. Just yeah, I remember Springfield girl, <laughs> and then he like just puts her in the freaking aisle. 
but uh, I don't know, man. What do you? What realistically? It's funny you mentioned that, uh, Corey, because Dalton and Merg and myself were talking today, and they didn't think she was going to have any wins in her. But we all agreed that like her first year, and, and I don't know if it's a one year with an extension or or one and done or what, but I I think she'll she'll find the podium. Yeah, I mean, I know how hard I know how hard it is the podium at that level. It took me a long time to to get on the box, but I mean, she's on a factory team, and um, like I've always felt like she's been a framer rider. Like she's always ridden a framer way better than like the DTX bikes. Um, if it was up to me, I would have had her on a twin a couple years ago. Um, it's just that, yeah, the twins she's, she's ridden, like they didn't handle good. They tank slapped real bad. Like no, no offense to anybody with that program, but they just couldn't get that thing to work for her. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, a win would be obviously insane. Um, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see her, to, to see her on the podium on a, on a mile. And I even think like some of these half miles, I think she'll be, she'll be really competitive um, like Volusia and, um, I mean, she's won, she's won her semi at Lima on a twin. Like she, she's done well. So it'll be cool, man. I, uh, I think it'll be good. I mean, you're the, you're the flat, you, you, you're on all the flat track forums all the time. So I just didn't, I wanted to get the Robbie Bobby opinion, man. I wanted to see what, what, what you thought just some silly season stuff that came out today. Thought we'd, uh, we'd chat, yeah. it, call you up, chat about it. No, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I think it's very good for the sport. I mean, the reason I think it's very good for the sport is because, you know, to be perfectly blunt, Shayna is not Danica. And some people are probably going to wonder what we mean by that. But, you know, Danica, let's be honest, she got where she is because she's a pretty face that can race a car okay. Shayna, no offense, but she's a pretty face, but she can ride the absolute fuck out of a motorcycle. You know what I mean? Like there's – so everything she gets, in my opinion is, is well-deserved. And, and yeah, you know, she's not naive. She's not stupid. She knows that she struggles on the TTs and maybe like if Laconia is a really rough, shitty short track, she might struggle there, but you know, I, I, I think she's earned it. I think she's put in her dues. I mean, I know she had a good deal going with KTM, but you know, maybe this is uh maybe this is the final stepping stone before she hangs up her steel shoe, which she's rightfully earned. I mean, isn't she still the most winningest singles rider like in history so far uh i think so yeah i don't i think i'm pretty sure that's that's the honest truth yeah i mean it doesn't really matter if she is or not but she's still like a threat on any track like half mile or large even three eighths miles so i think that uh i think it's awesome i mean i would love 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 to see any time when she goes and paddles the boys because she's so small like it's not easy. Just get, they're like, oh, she's lightweight, but yeah, but she has half like the arm strength is, is a dude. You know, I mean, she's a strong girl, but you know, I don't look at her disadvantage. I look at what she has to overcome, and uh, you know, the simple fact that she's really freaking fast on anything, and she's been fast on a twin. Like, I'm stoked to see her on like a top level bike. And that's not a dig in the bike she's really. What? What'd you say? I- I think I'm calling a mile win. I said it earlier in the show. I think we're going to see Shayna win a mile this year. On, and can you imagine? Just look at like, of course, with all the popularity comes a lot of hate as well. But look at all the positive press the sport got when she was winning races on singles. I mean, I think she was in Forbes. 
she was i think she did like a little sports illustrated article like this is like mainstream stuff she, and no offense you know cyber magazine's awesome cyber news is cool but <laughs> what she what? had, a, she had a, uh interview on playboy no she did oh, sweet she had an interview well, so in she, playboy it wasn't a spread or anything dude, hey, hey Corey, that's kind of weird dude your sister was in playboy you're talking about it? Well, it was an interview on uh, online. It's funny. It's funny. That well, Corey, you got to stop telling people about that. It, it blows my that mind. Makes sense. If you knew Shayna and how, makes- little, how little she cares about any of that shit, and the fact that she was had an interview in Playboy is like the funniest thing to me I've ever, like, <laughs> it's fucking so funny. Hey, she, she could give a that shit. Makes- that makes perfect sense though, because you know she did an interview in Playboy. Corey did a full spread in Playgirl. So, and I mean, I mean full spread. So <laughs> he spread his butt cheeks and everything. He did everything. Uh, they got in there deep. You know what, dude? Uh, I'm actually pretty pissed at you because I'm getting people texting me asking me who I voted for because you keep commenting things on Facebook telling everybody I'm a Biden fan and I, I, I root for Biden because you keep tagging me and all this shit. I legit have people <laughs> I didn't, texting me. I had two people text me today. You. you posted a tweet. like You made up a tweet. I can't help that I shared a tweet from Donald J. Trump. Okay? <laughs> Donald Trump got your voting record and saw where you were a Biden supporter. You donated $500 to the campaign and I can't help that he called you out and Jared Meese. Both the only reason I knew about your comment is because somebody texted me asking me about my political status. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, well, why? Who, who, I want to know who cares about your political status. I'm not going to disclose. Yeah, we want to know this. I'm not going to disclose we who know. it was. Because this person takes we need to know. pretty serious. Uh, is it Chris Hawkins? No, it's not Chris. I'll text is you. It Chris Carr? Is it Chris Carr? Nah, dude, it wasn't Chris Carr. Chris Carr wasn't was it Chris Carr? Um, what is well, it, then it doesn't matter. A bunch of Chris's. Was it Eddie Mulder? <laughs> Eddie Mulder. Let's <laughs> <laughs> start random names. Yeah, no, yeah, but that's that's the only reason I knew about it. I'm like, fucking Rob, dude, are you kidding me? Um, dude, you might as well get used to it because until you show up to the clash, we're just gonna assume that you're a hardcore Biden supporter and that you don't think that you can make the main at the clash. Is Mies coming to the clash? I don't know. Because he's texting he talked me, about it. He asked. He texted me did yesterday about the clash or give me shit about it that I wasn't going. I'm like, you're not going either, I heard. Yeah, there ain't no telling. He might show up at Timonium or he might show up. At, there's no telling. And he he did What's the, the clash? stereotypical. It's Robbie Bobby's What's it? Is it your world championship? World finals. Yeah. Yep. God, and crazy. it's a hooligan grand national. So, I mean, I guess. I guess the Hooligan Grand What? Nobody told me about this. Well, I guess you need to get some new sponsors, or we need to get Cameron Brewer to get up in the all up in the business. Something. It's Talk a Grand National Trust me, bring that there. Let's go. We're well, talking mean, over each other. <laughs> Let's go. We look. You got to do some redemption. Last time we saw you race a hooligan, it wasn't much prettier than me because you were sitting on hold, your butt. Hold up. Hold on. 
Don't talk about my last time racing a hooligan. Let's talk about your last. We don't need to talk about it. We, don't want to embarrass we already did talk about mine. We yeah, already no, did. It hurts. Dude. It's, it's embarrassing. I know. Visor Believe too? me. Come on. Dude, if I would have been close to getting lapped, it would have been a massive red flag because I would have laid everybody out when they lapped me. <laughs> just, just full field red flag. Everybody's red dude, flag. Like, everybody needs to work on their bikes. I beat Joe Cop, so I mean that's what I'm 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 not going with that. Well, that's better than me, that's for damn sure. Robbie got his hooligan yeah. national number. So I did. What's up? Sure did. Made the main. Sure, sure did. did. Made the main. Look. Hooligan racing is more difficult than production twins, I'm just saying. Hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> don't right. even go there because then people are going to take that narrative and run with it oh we should have hooligan as the third class why don't we have more astro races don't well you know i do love the astros but let's be real man like they no we're not gonna i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings i do love those guys but every time i hear somebody say like we need an astro national class or a rotax or now the thing is 250 framers like where are you guys getting this stuff from like there's like what six 250 framers in the country and three of them run what we need is that is if we're gonna have a uh a uh an added class which i don't think a pro level flat track series needs like a exhibition class no offense to anybody involved but if there's gonna be a single exhibition class the thing that makes the most sense is some sort of like entry level, like an am, like like the road to the uh, road to AFT, the the amateur thing they did at Atlanta um, that you were a part of, or even yeah, even like a a fifty cc like the KTM Cup they do at the the junior deal they do at the Supercross races, like let's pave the way for some younger riders, get them exposure, get them in front of the camera. Ra no offense, rather than somebody that you know they they haven't raced pro in twenty years or thirty years, like. The Astro Cup thing is really cool, but I, I think there's a time and place for it. And um, six times a year, I, I don't know if that's the player, you know. Um, I'd like well, to see more of these amateur riders get get a shot and um, and learn learn how to speak in front of the cameras, get them interviewed. So when they're you know they get to the professional level, they're they're ready. They're not awkward um, like most of these kids. No. Are. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. I couldn't agree more on that. Like going back to the Astros too, it's like, all right, it's Springfield. They fit cause it's a short track. You know, if they bring them to Laconia, some track they were made for, but let's be honest, nobody wants to watch an Astro on a half mile because after lap two, they're all spread out. Half of them are blown up. The others are just nursing them across the finish line. Like they're not made for that anyway, but it's, you know, if we could get an, I think just an open am on DTX 450s because all the up and coming amateurs run the 450 DTX class anyway for nationals. So why not? Like you just said, give them a stepping stone, get them some proper, you know, get them some proper um, interview skills, get them proper feedback skills, let them learn how to go through a tech line, you know, all that stuff that they're going to be building up for the future anyway. And let's be real, man, this freaking amateur kids, like 14 to 16 year olds, man, they freaking get it. So how cool to be, you know, say like Sadoff, you know, he won the horizon this past year. So last year, if he could have gotten in front of, I mean, he already got a ride anyway, but you show all these fast amateurs in front of him and look at that. He got picked up 
you know, by, by Turner racing. How cool is that? That's like progression. I like to see similar to Supercross, you know, the Supercross teams are going to Loretta's they're scouting riders like two years before they're turning pro. And, you know, Estenson did the same thing with Dallas Daniels. Like that is, that is exactly what our sport needs. Now we need to see, you know, Fillmore with KTM scoping them out, you know, no offense, you know, but if you've been running pro for five or six years and you're not getting the job done, then you can't get mad at an up and coming amateur for getting the job done. Right. You talk to me. I don't know. Whoever wants to answer the question or the statement. I I, I acknowledge me. I mean, I just think these days, I'm like, and Corey and I have talked about this before, you know, these days is, is back when we were kids, the 80 class and the 60 class, and like they were stacked with fast dudes that are now big names. Like now there's not that many kids. Like there needs to be some sort of, of someone's got to pave a way and give, give these kids an opportunity to, you know, at a younger age to do something. And right now, I don't really think that that there's much of that. Not as much as there could be. You're right. But, you know, imagine, I mean, again, going back to the motocross and supercross style, you know, there's kids out there getting full team green support on 85s and 105s. And, you know what I mean? So how sick would it be to have, you know, just a perfect, just an example, like, Fillmore's watching um, Little Costin or Little Ryder Reese or the Reagan kids, you know, yeah. or, or Walker Porter. There's so many. There are actually, Frankie, there's some fast 85 kids coming up. Like, oh, know, definitely. We, it's too early to tell if they're the next Briar. What? But instead of there being 30 of them, there's 10 of them. Yeah. Correct. That's every, that's Correct. every class, man. It's all the amateur. Well, yeah, it doesn't, I don't know, when I, Frankie, when we were younger, like the 50, 60, and 80 classes were pretty stacked. Now it's like, they don't see, I don't see stacked grids until like 250 and 450 classes. Like for some reason, kids yeah, aren't yeah. getting on bikes in the 50 class anymore, like 60s. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy, actually. Yeah, I remember but. going to like, when we were younger, like going to Lodi. I mean, dude, it was nuts. There was 15, 20 of us just at Lodi, you know, on a Saturday night at one track, you know, in California, that doesn't include any of the East coast or Midwest guys, like, or well, even like, you know, yeah. the, the P and W guys, the bakers and, and, you know, uh, JD, and Albert, it was just, it was just the California boys. Well, it, it also, I mean, I hate to, I hate to go this route, but it's, you know, it's got to fit the narrative a little bit for what AFT is trying to do. Like, they um obviously the build train the build train race thing they do is really cool i, I like that i like the fact they, they they build their own bikes and shit but it's a partnership with royal infield and then the the bull taco deal you know there's people involved with that 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 help out the series as well so i get some of that stuff but i just personally would like to see some of these kids um and i'd even like i would i'd like to work with them a little bit just to to grow it and get them in front of a camera and um develops uh, some sort of presence for when they turn pro they're not standing there with their hands. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I work with Trent Lowe quite a bit and, um, we talk about it, all this stuff, like, you know, Hey man, like, you know, when you get in front of the camera, like show your personality, don't be awkward. Um, don't be afraid to mess up, like just fucking be yourself. Um, I, I think it, yeah, it, it's one of those things that we could probably talk about for a bit, but, um, should be I uh, right now also interesting. 
Yeah, I think right now, I mean, since we're talking about this and we're being a little bit negative about it, I think it'd be a nice like a uh, time to give Dunlop a shout out for coming out with that DT4 and a 17 inch size 480. So shout out Dunlop there. That's that's pretty awesome that you know they're doing things to elevate you know for the sure. flat track and the flat track futures. So uh, good on them. Yeah, for sure. That's badass. Huge, huge shout out because for so long it's been just dominated by Maxis, which you know, good on Maxis for making a really good tire, but I'm like one of the guys that I, I don't necessarily like a spec tire. So any competition improves the competition in my opinion. So yeah, uh, I'm, I, I love that. What, uh, we should, uh, go ahead, Frankie. I think that was Robbie. Oh, go ahead, Robbie. Oh yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm like talkative tonight. I'm just so relaxed right now. We should, um, we should do like a, a pre-show for amateurs i mean i'm not telling you how to do your podcast but like how cool would it be to like preview uh, you know like motocross magazines do it like the road to loretta's but we do it on the podcast you know like up and coming 250 450 amateur riders and give them a little love but also that'll maybe get them to give you a shout out as far as um you know maybe they'll learn something you know like hey Corey, thanks for the shout out like here let me help work with me you know we've talked about doing that at nationals this year man but things got crazy it rained like the whole time we were there we ended up canceling but uh we talked about doing a a pod at the uh, amateur nationals so yeah any anything like growing amateur man i'm all about it so i'm yeah i'd love to do and I, i i try to keep up with as many kids as i can but um i'm guilty of not knowing who some kids are but um, I go out and I watch them. I, I usually recognize the number. Um, it's kind of funny, man. I can see like a kid and what they're wearing and the style numbers. And I can tell like what part of the country they're from, like right away. It's like, all right, well, that kid's straight California right there. The, the ride style or this kid's from Michigan. You know, he's loves the throttle, like hanging off the side of the bike or these kids are from, you know, wherever they're good on like the smaller indoors, um, Washington or Pennsylvania. So it's kind of funny that, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know who all the kids are, but I try to keep up with it as best I can. So, um, man, I think yeah. any kid that's any kid that's anybody right now has got a CTR, you know, graphic kit on their bike. So, I mean, I try you're definitely, to scoop them. I you're try to scoop them. Supporting the sport, yeah, you get them. You're in there. <laughs> Track yeah. dad. What's the uh, now? You're gonna be all focused on Cruz. Cruz is factory. He's a factory flat track racer right out of the gate. Corey's yeah. already looking for a rig, PW rig. I, uh, well, I'm thinking I'm going to Florida. I go to Florida every winter to train and I'm just like, dude, I'm talking to like me and Cruz, we went riding today. I'm like, I don't know how the hell I'm going to fit all of his bikes in my van to go down to Florida. Cause I usually just take one van. Um, I'm like doing the, doing the, uh, the puzzle in my van. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to fit all your bikes, bro. Like might have to leave one or two here. So, um, are you, uh, are you renting a house again or are you staying with somebody? Uh, I got a house, got a house I'm staying at. So, uh, I don't know how long, how long I'll be down there yet, but, uh, yeah, going down with Trent Lowe and all that. We'll get a, um, get a one way U-Haul, like the small enclosed trailer. That way you can just throw a couple, two or three bikes in that. And then you just drop it off in Daytona. It's probably cost you less than a hundred bucks. That makes a lot of sense, dude. Um, and just, just, that way you, your van is pulling a small trailer and ain't going to like suck down the gas, but yeah. you just unload the stuff. If the house has a garage, obviously. 
Well, and then I'm thinking like, I need that. Anybody listening, I, you know, I don't know what the bike week plans are. If they're, I mean, obviously Savannah, uh, Oglethorpe Speedway is gone or it's going to be gone for next year. So I don't know what Steve Nace and Kelly are doing for a, a series, but I'm looking to obviously take Cruz to, you know, the winter nationals down there as well, because he'll be on a 50. So trying to figure out, you know, what races might conflict with what I'm doing. I'm trying to like, try to like, I need, I might need a mechanic, Frankie. Like I might need to fly in to be a cruises factory mechanic for the week. I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> you don't, have, I don't you have to ask me twice. If I was going to be your mechanic, I'll have to think about that. But Cruz, I'll do anything for him, man. <laughs> I might have to sign you up for it. Cruz might hear. I want to be like, I want to be like Cruz when I get older. I thought you were going to say no. You know what? <laughs> man, Corey, you got me thinking hard, man, because I need to talk with Kelly and Steve because, uh, man, Sonoya would be almost perfect for, like, to take over Savannah. Even though it's a 3 eighths mile, but it's so racy and it's so just amazingly good. How far off of – how? where is that? That's like Atlanta, right? It's Atlanta. So, I mean, it's a little bit off the path, but, I mean, you might go an hour out of your way for, like, the Northeast guys. But – yeah. I mean, I can't stress enough how awesome the racing is at that place. So what? Uh, when do you guys announce your plans? When's Dalton gonna announce his plans? Now that some of these announcements are coming out, when you guys got when you guys got something going? Man, I don't know, man. I'm not. Uh, I'm not the press release guy, which is awesome. I'm just gonna be the chief rent is thrower. Is there a plan? Uh, there's a good plan coming together. It's it's not anything I can release yet, but it's. I mean, it's good for Dalton. I mean, we're seriously bummed out about, you know, um, you know, not being with Vance and Hines. They were a good, good family, but it was just kind of like they're up in the air about their plans. And, you know, we didn't – we can't afford to wait to the last minute. And, you know, it was, a, it was mutual sadness, but a lot of mutual respect. And, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's a bummer. I would definitely, you know, love to work with them again in the future. Um, you know, this is just a personal opinion. I'm not going to speak for Dalton. I mean, I don't think he's anything bad to say at all either. You know, he needs, and he shouldn't, but, uh, but yeah, we're going to be announcing. I mean, it might be next week. It might be two weeks. I don't know. I've, it's uh, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Cool. Cool. Hey, man. but what, besides Shana though, Corey, how much time do we have? I, I did want to run something by you and Frankie and like uh, we got time. Either one of you we got all the a... time in the world. Okay. Does Five, anybody have minutes. a piece of paper and a pen? <laughs> I, I always it, got, do you have a piece of paper and a pen? I always got paper in front wait, of you me. Gotta, here, wait, you want me to work? Not really. I here's what beer. I want to do. I got a beer and a no, box here's, of goldfish. Jesus. Well, no, here here's what I want to do. Let's let's look at the super twins teams real quick that we know of. So we got Shayna, Briar, Jared. There's three. I'm assuming B Rob is Vandercoy, like for sure, for next year with Jerry. Do we know? I am not certain on that. I would have to say that's a probably a 90, 95% probability. Um, and I All don't right, so know any of these facts, but I'm, I, that's pretty All right. probably going to happen. Well, let's just assume then. So there's five. Price makes six. Um, we don't know about Sammy, so Sammy's a question mark. We do know that Essenson's got JD. Is Dallas going to be Super Twins or is it going to be Production Twins? 
Yeah, I have no, I have, know? no I, I have no idea on that either. Um, I've heard I've heard they're he's really doing super quiet, twins, but I don't know, man. I, I don't know what they're doing. Um, is the tomato I mean, out? I don't know. Well, I mean, I I'm what a, tomato's I, doing. I haven't seen any parting words, but we'll just put a question mark next to Colby. Um, we got a question mark next to Sammy. I will say Colby really, uh, he really stepped it up this year. So shout out to him. He, he, uh, he had some pretty good rides this year that I was, uh, that I was impressed with. He rode really well. So I know his injury, uh, his injury looked pretty, pretty bad. Like that's a, uh, that I don't even know if he'd be ready in time for the season, you know, hopefully he is, but man, that was, that could be, uh, that could go, that that healing process could very well go into the season a little bit. So I'm not sure what they got going on. So we're at like, yeah, I didn't like so, so let's say Colby is, is doing it again, or let's just say Colby is doing it. Then we're at, we're at 10 after if Dallas is doing it as well, there's, there's 10 there. Um, but, uh, do we know anything about bugs, bugs Pearson? I think bugs, I, I actually heard bugs is doing his deal again and they've hired a, another guy actually. Um, I can't speak on who it is, but it's somebody from another class that is jumping up to super twins. So, um, Pretty, oh well, that's that's good. Yeah, yeah, pretty wow, cool. Yeah, we're just gonna hold this information. Yeah, I don't drop. Um, I, I don't. I'm not like a news drop pod. I don't really like to spill everybody's shit. Like we're more. We're not. It's not our. No, stuff. when they want to announce it, they let us know. Yeah. Yeah, but just the fact of it that you knew of it. I just forgot I knew it. Yeah, I heard it in like a casual convo. I really don't know shit. Like people always ask me like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "Man, I really don't know." I. I, I feel <laughs> like any. Anytime I ever want to know anything, like I feel like Robbie Bobby knows everything. So the fact that like we're sitting here having to explain things to him is blowing my mind right now. <laughs> I know. Well, I didn't know about Rackley, man. I mean, I'm I'm stoked because you know Pearson had some good rides, and he's one of those. He's a veteran now, but you know when the track suits him and he's on, I mean, he's still a top five guy. You know, depending on the track, you know, and I think he's awesome. But um, I didn't. I, I haven't I heard mean, or seen anything from their program. Basically everybody that was in it last year. And then I honestly think depending on what the rules are, if they open up the, the buy-in and make it so you don't have to buy your way in. Um, I think you'll see another six to eight guys. I really do. I think you'll see some of the teams that kind of held off, uh, held off these last two years with the buy-in. I think they'll, they'll come back. Um, and I think you'll also have some production twins guys who, want to jump up and just be a part of that of that show that super twins deal get the fancy banner in the pit all that you know that all that shit i think there's some guys that oh. will will jump up so i think we could see anywhere from I, I don't think we'll have less than 16 i think we could have anywhere from 16 to 20 i really do oh wow that's bold. that's yeah that's what i was gonna ask next too what about James, because he said, I know y'all are kind of, don't y'all hang out down in Florida? Yeah, I just, I just saw James actually a couple of days ago. Um, we don't talk a heck of a lot. I obviously, I got a lot of respect for him, but um, I don't know what he's doing necessarily. I don't think he knows either at this point. He's, uh, well, yeah, I don't know what he's got. Well, think about on. this. Well, think about this though. This might be another bike too, because he, they did announce that, you know, he, or he had a thank you post for latest. But latest has like three of those factory Harleys from Vance and Hines. So there's actually somebody like out there I, that's, I will, that's been I will, testing I will, with them. I will so. drop something. I will drop something. I know who's tested that bike. Yeah, same. Who's tested it? 
I can't say things. We're not, yeah, we don't we don't mention that on the pod, but there is there they have been testing the bike, so they're gonna have they're gonna have a rider on it. I'm sure they'll announce it soon. But yeah, there will be there's gonna be somebody on the latest bike, somebody uh, a, a really good rider. So, um, but I don't know what James is doing. I'd like to keep him in the sport. I think James is great for the sport. His personality, um, the stuff he does with YouTube um just yeah his presence alone is is really good for flat track it was like a breath of fresh air so i'd like to see him in it but i also heard he might go road racing too so i don't i'm not sure what what the move is for for james um um speaking of james was did he have like the absolute most amazing sideways save ever i think it was new york was it or somewhere (laughs) Well, he saved he it, and the, turn. the next session he didn't save it, so. I know, I know, I know. Like, turn four, like, I mean, almost turned around backwards and somehow pulled it back together. I was like, I was, I watched that live, and I was just, like, ready to go run to the bleachers because I knew he was going to get launched over the stadium. Probably the second best mm-hmm. save of the year. You know, what was the first? Cody Cop. Cody Cop on the jump. Peoria. Yeah. 100%. That, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was the entry. Gosh, that was gnarly. We actually, I watched that with Dalton and uh, Merck the other day, too. And like, I mean, I love that track, but I hate that track. You know, it's, I don't know. I just hate the fact that no matter what, like, if you wreck there, like, man, it seems like there's always somebody that gets carried away in the ambulance. I hate that part. Like, and it's not that, you know, I mean, all racing is dangerous, but man, I wish there was some like magic button to be like, all right, it's still fast. It's still Peoria, like the old days, but now it's a little bit safer. Like, I don't know what the answer is, but because God, I would hate, I, 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 uh. I'd hate to take it off the schedule. Like it's a, such an iconic they track. Need to put like a kink. They need to put like a kink before the jump or put the jump closer to the corner. Or, I think the jump's yeah, fine, bro. As somebody that people give me a lot of shit for struggling there, and I, you know, I'm I don't light the world on fire there, but I got six there this year. Um, it's not really the jump; it's it's just how narrow and fast it is. Like it's really narrow, and you're going like 105 mile an hour on the straightaway, and then you go into turn one, and it is it is very narrow. Um, the jump yeah. is there's no room for error. That's the problem. Yeah, that's the thing, man. If you go in there and you you clip somebody's tire, just anything, it's such a fast racetrack, and uh, there's no runoff. There's you know fence lining it. There's a creek in the infield. Um, it's it's a gnarly little deal, but it's such an iconic track. I'd hate to take it off the schedule, but at the same time, they definitely need to they need to uh, modernize it a bit. Like I'm pretty sure the porta potties you like, there's no doors. Like you sit next to like, we like, we would all be sitting there together. We could hold hands and, and use the porta potty. That's, that's just not me. It's pretty no public dumping. You don't public dump dude. Nope, dude. I will hold it till I will hold it till it's boiling over with my ears, man. Like, and I'll get back to the hotel. I thought I didn't, or, you'd, or, you'd be one of them guys or, that have shame. No, hold on, hold on. <laughs> this is funny. Huge shout out to Vance and Hines. The potty in the semi rig is so nice. It is air conditioned. You can stretch out in there whether you're wearing your leathers or not. It's like always got a nice scent. Like Ray or Roy always has that thing smelling so good. Like, yeah, you, you, that's one I shouldn't have even said that because 
so many people come in there and they're like, oh, can I use the bathroom real quick? And I'm like, nope, me and Craig got it locked down. I've been in several semi trucks, luckily, in my career, and that one is by far the nicest, especially the bathroom. I think Pro Circuit takes a cake. I've never been in the Vantanine's one, but Pro Circuit's got a pretty nice one themselves. We're giving yeah, out well, I can imagine reviews on the pod. Hey, man, that stuff's important to racers, man. Huge deal. I know. There's like, nothing worse than, like, trying to crawl out of your leathers and you got, like, the arms, like, dangling and touching the floor and just, oh. If I get to that point on race day and I have to go number two on race day, I, there's something wrong with me, like, my stomach. Like, I have i don't know if I've ever had – like, I'm – you know what I mean? Like, I don't get to the track till pretty late in the afternoon and I'm done. Like, what am I done at 9, 9.30? Like, if if I'm having issues in there, I've, I'm, uh, I'm having other issues too. So, I – yeah. See – I don't know. I've, I've just trained myself. Like if I'm on a trip, I will find an exit like with a holiday Inn or a Hampton Inn, and just oh, walk in that. there. Like, you know, you're going to the right <laughs> I've done room that, bro. and you yep. just use the lobby bathroom and you walk out the side door, like no harm, no foul. I've done that. <laughs> Absolutely. Or like the family, uh, the family bathroom at like the rest stops, they have like the, the male, the female, and then they got like the family one. I'll, I'll go in the family one. It's for like, I probably for people that like, it, it's probably like changing diapers and shit. And I'm just <laughs> lighting it up. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to be honest. I ran into this situation last night and uh, I was out, out in Orange County and I, this is another move, Target. Always a winner. Yes. Yep. Because most females target. go to Target, the dude's bathrooms never get messed up. Never get used. Brand new. Yep, agreed, hundred percent. This is good info. Um, Thanks, the, uh, well, Trying to think. Uh, way off topic oh, now. Yeah. No, yeah, no. We're is this a flat track pod or not? That's <laughs> yeah, a toilet pooping pod. Yes. What were you gonna say? All right. Well, Corey, let's do this. Let's plan in the near future. Me, you, and Frankie. Let's do an amateur pod, and then like Frankie, you give us like. You give us five of the up-and-coming West Coast amateurs. Corey can do five East Coast, Northeast amateurs. I'll do, like, some South and South Central amateurs. And we should reconvene. And, what, right? Like, let's do I this. like and it. Let's, let's and talk it, about, like, obviously we've gone overboard. But let's – Corey should – you could, like, pre-announce it. Like, hey, amateur writers, are you good enough to make the cut? Listen. And you're going to get so many viewers and listeners because – they're going to want to find out if they've made the cut. So you want to bring them on the show and do an interview on Tanks? No, 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 no. Oh. Well, here's what we'll do. We'll give them a shout out. We'll talk about like each of us will pick five top amateurs that we know in our areas because we can't do districts. And then, uh, and then each of our, we'll call it our number one pick, like say for next year's Horizon Award, we'll bring them on there and tell them like, hey, man, you're the guy we're picking or you're Rob's choice, you're Frankie's choice and you're Corey's choice. Well, I don't do, I hate doing predictions for, for anything, but I like the idea of showcasing five riders that stand out to us. So Frankie, you cover the West coast, Cali to Washington, uh, maybe do some research on the Washington guys that you might not know about, uh, Rob Uh cover the Midwest, pretty much anybody, Michigan to Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, 
um, cover Alabama down to you. And then I'll yeah. take, yep. I'll take the, um, I'll take the East coast from new England down to Georgia. Um, perfect. And then we'll work That's on that. Maybe we'll do that for the next pod. Maybe we'll do a little, a little gig there. So yeah, we'll just, we'll just get it going now. Uh, amateur riders or people listening. If you listen to our show, reach out. If you're West coast, hit Frankie up. If you're East coast, hit me up. Uh, Midwest. Anybody. Slide, into my DM. slide into the DMs. <laughs> what? Slide, oh, yeah, slide into sure. my DMs. I want to, I want to get, I want to hear the stories. I want to hear, like, I want, I want some information. Let's get it. So, yeah. yeah, this is going to be cool, man. This is going to be really cool. I'm stoked about this. Yeah, oh. me too. I think it's going to be awesome because look, think of this, Corey. Imagine if, like, if, like, I don't know, imagine if Chris Carr and Jake Johnson did a podcast back in the day and, like, you were an up and coming amateur and they were talking about you. How freaking awesome would that be? <laughs> Bro, I don't get talked about now and I, I, win, I win races. So, I mean, yeah, I'd be hype, bro. I'd be hype. Um, to be fair, though, I wasn't much of an amateur standout. I was, it was, took me every ounce of energy I had just to make the mains as an amateur. I think my amateur national year that, uh, one of my, my last years in, as an amateur, I made one main event in the 450 class. Um, I didn't make the half mile, mile, or TT. I, I made the short track, and that was it. So, um, You've really so yeah, come a long way, man. Yeah, I was just talking about that with somebody the other day. I We looked at some of the amateur national results from, like, 04, and everybody that beat me, it, like, it was like, damn, like, that guy – that guy races now and I, I, you know, I beat him and this guy races and this guy's retired. Like it's, it's crazy. The circle that like how some amateur kids get faster as pros, some you never hear from again. I want to do a show in the future about people that retired way too soon. And I don't want to uh, include injuries or things like that, but there's been a lot of riders who, were phenomenal riders. Like for instance, like Ricky Marshall, um, Ohio kid won the horizon yeah. award national number 41. I think he's gotten multiple, multiple top tens. He might've had a top five, maybe once or twice and then just vanished. Like, I, I don't even know what, what, what Ricky's been up to, man. Um, one of the nicest guys I've ever hung out with. I really like Ricky Marshall and I haven't heard from him in over a decade. So I'd like to do a show wow. highlighting some of these guys. Um, uh, Joe Hernandez, California guy that used to race. Um, you know, Dude, I think he made Bobby his first ever Grand National. About. And uh, yeah, Bobby I think he won and I his were heat race. Talking about him at Laguna over the weekend. Bobby was like, "Dude, remember Joe?" And I'm like, "Yeah, actually, check this out. I have a picture of me, you, and Joe racing 80s at Lodi." And he's like, "You want to see Joe now?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And he pulls up a full-blown mugshot. Oh, oh no. That sucks. Yeah, that? super Joe bummer. Uh, Joe, Joe Hernandez, Hernandez, man. He's like, he was like the Stevie Bonzi, my, me, Brandon Robinson, oh, Brad Bobby. Baker we a little talk bit. about that clown in the show. Well, just that era of guys. Um, and he was phenomenal. I think his first Grand National, he only did like one or two Nationals. He made, he like won his heat race at Springfield Short Track. Like I'm pretty sure he beat Chris Carr to to win his heat race, and um, earned his national that. number. And then he just never, yeah, he never, he didn't keep racing. So there's a lot of guys like that dude that um that like came on the scene hard and did well, and then just kind of just quit racing. So um, yeah, I think it's like a finance thing. I think it's a financial thing. Like 
Oh, you go do it and it's so much money and there's not a ton of return and but well dude it's the same for me like there was no return for me for 10 years but you just keep digging like if if you want it bad enough you just keep you just keep doing it like you you kind of uh-huh. live in a van for seven years and then eventually you figure it out but um yeah so i'd like to do a show there too as well with some of those people so but we'll do the amateur gig We'll get that going. So you guys listening, uh, get that going. This has been a, a really good pod. Rob, do you have anything else where we let you go? No, man, I'm good, man. I mean, we talked about the clash last week and I mean, I've blown it up like multiple times a day. So people are probably tired of hearing about it. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm super excited about it, but at the same time, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty excited to head to your race too. So, uh, there's, you know, it's cool though. Dirt track's kind of getting a lot like, uh, like the big car races, like after the season, normal season is kind of like when these really big races pop up. By the time you got, you know, Johnny Lewis's, mine, yours, that Priceville race is going to be pretty big in Alabama, that indoor. So it's like, it's a season the last couple of years. And I think it's only going to get better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Make sure, like I said before, uh, we're, we're helping uh, promote Rob's race. Even if I can't make it, we're going to promote it get some people there panhandle clash go on facebook type it in or just add robbie on facebook like he just said he's promoting it pretty hard so um yeah ignore all the bullshit all the all the c-tex hammering posts but uh the taking the taking the good exhale the bullshit uh and make sure you go to the, the panhandle clash but yeah thanks for coming on rob appreciate it dude thanks for having me guys i'll talk to you guys soon all right man peace all right see you daddy Bye, Frankie. Love you. Love you more. Well, good show, bro. I want to make sure we, we quick shout out the sponsors one more time. Bell Power Sports. Check out bellhelmets.com. Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing. Motorcycle ATV side-by-side. Snowmobile and Power Products. Yamaha revs your heart. Indian Motorcycle making big moves. Announced a new rider today that I know pretty well. And uh, they've been, they've been at it since 1901. Make sure you check them out. Go, go test ride a bike. Indian challenger is, uh, is the, is the bike that I would test ride if I, if I could get on one, uh, Jerry Stinchfield, favorite bike ever, (laughs) favorite bike ever challenger in the wild, uh, Jerry Stinchfield roof systems of Dallas, Texas, commercial, commercial roof systems.net and, uh, freedom Valley, Harley Davidson and Sellersville PA, um, really could not do it without these companies. I say it every, every pod, every week, but huge shout out for, to them for, for keeping us going. Um, we want to give a, a plug winter throwdown January 6th to the 8th. We announced uh, mission foods is coming on as our title sponsor for the, for the winter throwdown, which is as a promoter, it's humbling for me to have the support of a, of a corporation like mission foods and, They've uh, they've donated ten thousand dollars to our pro class, or uh, I'm sorry, open expert class at our event. So over the course of two days, that is awesome. It's insane, dude. It's insane. So I, I kicked in another awesome. thousand, and mission. and mission kicked in ten. We're at eleven thousand dollars for our open expert purse. Um, you can find that information on winterthrowdown.com. The full breakdown. We are paying back all twelve um, all twelve positions in the main event. Uh, I think 12th place, you make over a hundred bucks just for making the main and it goes all the way up. I think it's 1500 to win both days. Indian motorcycles kicking in a thousand dollar contingency to win on an FTR. The 450 expert class has a purse. Thanks to first impressions racing. 
Adamac Harley Davidson kicked in. We're at 3,200 hour hooligan purse for the course of the two days. So 1,600 hours both days. Decent, decent little purse. So I want to thank Adamac Harley Davidson for kicking in that. I got the dash for cash, my dad's dash for cash for the pros. It's up over $2,600. The amateur dash for cash is, I think it's over, I don't know what it's at, but I think it's like 1,500. So a lot of, a lot of cool things up for grabs at our race. So make sure you check out winnerthrowdown.com. Get your pre-entries in. That helps my mom a lot. She's doing the scoring and the more people we can put in the system, uh, get your pre-entries in and we'll, uh, all the payment will be at the race, but we want to get as many people logged into our system as possible. And yeah, I'm stoked for it, man. Winter Throwdown working hard on it. So hope to see a lot of you guys there and uh, be a good time. Frankie, what do you got, man? Anything else to wrap this up? Dude, I'm st- I'm stoked. That like the winter throwdown sounds like a heater. Big purses, lots of cool stuff going on. Dude, I, I mean I really like I mean I've got I've been bugging Cam and rolling like we gotta do this regardless. Um I believe there's a truck heading out there and I don't see why I couldn't throw an FTR and get on a plane and and uh come on out and have some fun and try to take take home some of that hooligan purse money. Yeah, you would, it's right up, Cali- like any California rider, this is like a loose cushion-based short track, you're going to dig it, man. It's it's a fun, like any fans, like the Jacksonville area, if you want to watch good short track racing, it's it's a phenomenal track. It's in Callahan, Florida, Callahan Speedway, January. January 6th is the open practice, but January 7th and 8th is the racing. So hoping you can make it out, dude. If, if nothing else, I'd love for you just to fly out and, you know, I, I could even get you to help oh, me run around and do shit. So, um, I'd love to have you ride. Now, so. Good. Good. Yeah. So, Red man. Yeah. No, good show, man. I mean, having Tyler on, it was really cool. I know we've been trying to get him on for a while and, and, uh, God, there's a lot of history between, you know, him and I, and, and just flat track racing. And, and he's such a big fan. And, you know, I, I go to his house and he'll invite me over and some days like, I'm just so busy. And there'll be an AFT race on it, and he'll be calling me like, yo, dude, you coming over? Like, we got to watch, you know, I'm going to put the race on. I'm like, I'm on my way. So, uh, you know, really cool to have him on. And, you know, he get to hear about all his passion about, you know, what he does and, you know, his uh, his sport of free riding and stuff like that. And then obviously, Robbie Bobby, just, you know, the humor, flat track humor personality. The Jack the Black of flat track. Yeah, yeah he's insane um you know um you know uh moto america uh you know 100 percent win rate so good for that guy doing great but no man great show always stoked glad to be on um you know bummed i got had to had to miss a week but we're back back and fully loaded what a show thanks mm-hmm. to everybody for listening as always subscribe on itunes soundcloud spotify Shout us out a review and just, yeah, appreciate all the messages, man. It's really cool getting messages about the podcast, like people tuning in and just people that enjoy it. So glad you guys dig it. We, we like doing it. We'll keep it coming your way. Um, big shout out to Frankie, man. I appreciate you and everybody else that comes on and, and, uh, and, and does our pod, man, just taking the time to, for all, all of our guests that come on out, you know, take it like Tyler was sitting in his van at the track waiting to ride and he spent an hour almost an hour talking to us on the show so that's the shit that it's just really cool man it's uh it's super i really appreciate it so um that's a wrap on this one we'll get her in next week and uh we out let's go
Yeah, I'm going to go hop on my Challenger, my Indian Challenger, and uh, ride about 30 minutes down the road. Apparently, Max Whale made me dinner. So I'm getting yelled at by him. Like, are you guys done recording yet? So He just texted gonna, me. Uh, He's just texting me. Say, chill out, mate. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> I blamed it on Robbie Bobby. So, yeah, I'm going to go hop on that bad boy and, and uh, I'll probably do a, cook, cooking review, a cooking review on my Instagram about Max Whale's cooking. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, we'll get out. We'll get after it. We'll, we'll talk to you guys next week. Later.